You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. NCAA tournament is set. Maybe you're like Fritzy. You think the Tom Brady hijack Selection Sunday. The audacity of Tom Brady, Selection Sunday hater. But Michigan did get into the tournament, his alma mater. Questionable whether they should have gotten it. Okay. Yes. Todd's still upset. More surprised when Tom Brady retired or Brady unretired? I was more surprised when he retired. Seton, you have an update on our poll results. You are just like 72% of our audience, Dan. They were more surprised when Tom Brady retired. All right, come on in, stay a while. We'll have more on Tom Brady coming back to the Buccaneers and Deshaun Watson's future. I think a lot of people were misled by the fact that he will not be criminally charged. There are still 22 civil lawsuits here. So it is a big deal that he won't be criminally charged. If you're a team looking to trade for him, is he going to be able to settle these? How long is it going to take for him to settle these civil lawsuits here? And I think tomorrow is a big day. He's got to answer some questions with those civil lawsuits there. But if you're Carolina and you New Orleans, you're kicking the tires on getting Deshaun Watson. And it seems like those are the two teams right now. I was told yesterday Philadelphia would still be in the mix for Deshaun Watson because you have draft picks there. By the way, I am going to take draft capital out of our vocabulary as a show. I have to. Too many people are using draft capital. Example. Draft ammo? Kind of smoother? We can do that. Yeah. Or just draft picks. But draft capital, I got to take it out of our vernacular. Yes, Eden. Yeah, but to a man, Dan. (laughs) I've spoken to people around here. (laughs) Thank you. At Uh, the end of the day, having a draft war chest. Yeah, that's another one. Let's go to Jimmy Jimerson and get his thoughts on Tom Brady coming back. Uh, Jimmy? Well, Dan, Tom Brady has just announced he is unretiring from the NFL and that he will be coming back to the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Buccaneers are asking themselves, who are they? Who else do they need to sign mm. to surround Tom Brady with the most as many weapons as possible? Mm. Because right now, the goal in Tampa is to win a Super Bowl. All right. Thank you. That's Jimmy Jimerson, our uh NFL insider. Back to you in the studio. (sighs) Once again, Jimmy Jimmy Jimerson is not based on one person. I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady, okay? Okay, I mean, I don't think people realize that. We're talking about Tom Brady. Maybe like three or four people. (laughs) That's that's who Jimmy Jimerson is uh, portraying there. I mean, I don't know that people realize that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 8773DPShow, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he is uh, now available for a trade. It's rare when you have somebody this good who's available at this age, but he does have a no trade clause. If he doesn't want to go to Carolina or he doesn't want to go to New Orleans, if they're able to settle these uh, civil lawsuits. But, you know, you still have the Colts, the Saints, the Steelers. They have championship-caliber rosters and no quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, off the market. Tom Brady's back. I don't know what that's going to mean for these other teams in the NFC South because they probably looked at this and went, we can get Deshaun Watson. We might be the best team. And then Tom Brady announces he's coming back. Plus, if you look at the odds, Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers probably have the best odds right now, according to Vegas to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I know the Rams are in there as well. I don't know 
I, I've gotten the feeling all along Garoppolo was in play either for the Colts or the Steelers. But we'll talk to Albert Breer, our good buddy from the Monday morning quarterback, get his thoughts on this, and Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson in the clear criminally, but the civil lawsuits take less evidence to prove, and can he just make them all go away? Is it one fell swoop, one check that, hey, let's uh, dispense this to everybody? And then you move on. You know, it was it was a big deal for him when, you know, he heard that he was not going to be charged. Get in front of the grand jury or the potential for a jury trial. But I think the perception is still that he did something wrong. I still have to view him as somebody who is innocent until proven guilty. You know, do I think something happened? Yeah, with 22 civil lawsuits there. But just because you were exonerated and you're not going to face criminal charges doesn't mean something didn't happen. But you still have to go into this at least thinking, were these, you know, are these women wrong? You know. But I think that trying to see how this is going to play out here soon. So Carolina or New Orleans or whoever might be interested in him are going to be able to decide what's the game plan. Free agency, what did they do? Is Christian McCaffrey going to stay with Carolina? Because I think that they'd still be open to a trade if they could get a first-round pick and maybe another player. But if you're getting Deshaun Watson in Carolina, I would want to keep Christian McCaffrey. As far as the Saints go, pretty good roster there. If you had a quarterback there, you got a, you, you got a chance to be the class of the NFC. So, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We will break down the brackets coming up next hour. Seth Greenberg, ESPN College Basketball Analyst, will stop by as uh, the number one seeds, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. Remember when Gonzaga was always that, oh, that's right, Gonzaga, they did it again in the tournament. That was 20 years ago. Now, I first heard of Gonzaga when John Stockton was coming into the league. Because, you know, I always look and see where somebody played their college ball. And I don't even remember John in college. I do remember that he did work out against Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr has told the story on the show where John Stockton, I guess, was thinking about maybe going to Arizona. But he, he faced Steve Kerr on a recruiting trip, and Steve Kerr realized that John Stockton was unbelievable. That was the only time that I think word got out that this little guy could play. And then you realize he'd be one of the great players of all time. But it was Gonzaga. You know, people didn't know how to pronounce it, didn't know where it was, and it felt like every March Madness, they would do some damage. And then we'd go, wow, that cute little little school there. They did it again. Um... You know, Mark Few has flirted with taking other jobs. But this isn't, this is almost like Duke back in the 80s where they were getting, just starting to get great players. I mean, Jalen Suggs is a one and done at Gonzaga. Chet Holmgren, the number one recruit in the country, went to Gonzaga. I mean, this, is un, this isn't where you go, boy, they're an underdog. They're, they're the favorites. Remember Adam Morrison? We're like, oh, man, the guy can score. And, uh, oh, you know, he, he loses. He's emotional after he loses in the tournament. He washes out in the NBA. You know, this is different with Gonzaga. I get, if you're 16 years of age, you're probably saying, man, Gonzaga, they've been a powerhouse all my life. And we have these moments where you grow up. I grew up and it was UCLA basketball. 
but that was, you know, in the uh, 60s, 70s that they were dominating with John Wooden. And then after that, you know, you, you had Duke in there, you had Georgetown in there, uh, Phi Slamma Jamma was in there. Like you had really good teams, but they were teams that became a brand. UCLA was a brand. Georgetown was a brand. Even Phi Slamma Jamma was a brand. UNLV was a brand. Duke a brand. Kentucky was always in there as well. And I know I'm leaving out a couple of schools here, but this this is what we grow up with when you're younger and you have that team. And if you're growing up now, Gonzaga's that team. Now, haven't won the title, but they're the favorites to win it this year. Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. Baylor, the defending champs there. But we'll talk to Seth about that with March Madness. And I know that there are, you know, there there's schools that are upset. Texas A&M fans, you know, they shockingly were snubbed in the tournament. Um, Tennessee got a three seed instead of a two. Like, I don't know if there's any real controversy here. It was just like, okay. I mean, I, I watched some of the selection show, but it's not like I came away and went. I mean, it's, it's tradition to watch it, but I didn't come away going, yes, or that's unbelievable. Wait, they got snubbed? It just didn't happen. Like, I wasn't upset. Like, I didn't have a hard time going to dinner last night knowing that Tennessee got a three seed and not a two. Now, Todd could have, or that Texas A&M didn't get in. Yes. What about your Dayton Flyers, though? That's your They, they didn't get in. But nope. they're, they're, like, they're like the very first team listed like that would would jump in if there was some kind of COVID issue with one of the schools. They're, just they missed it by one, it appears, based on uh, what I was watching yesterday. Yeah, I know that. That's a little frustrating. Well... They might be the youngest team in the country, and I think what they did was pretty amazing. I was hoping they'd get rewarded for that, but, you know. I looked at Texas A&M. You know, they had an eight-game losing streak. You I should be outraged that Dayton's not in the tournament. I'm not outraged. <laughs> I'm not outraged. I, I can be disappointed. Yes, Paulie. It did feel weird, though, when I saw Dayton, because Dayton feels almost like a not a lucky team anymore. They feel like a team that's there every year, and then they, they don't make it. And then you see Rutgers, which seems like a team that – uh, didn't belong. Uh, you know, I think you should get some credit for your recent history. Mm. I don't know if they look at it that way. Oh, I think they probably do. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I, I would, you know, that you're looking for. It's like Syracuse. Like they begrudgingly put Syracuse in a couple of times, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, they would go to the Sweet 16. That, you know, should that factor in? You want the best teams in there, but it feels like there are certain teams that they get in, and then you know. They're going to do some damage. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Our uh, stats of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Kevin Durant had 53, beat the Knicks. He now has eight career games of 50 or more, tied with Bernard King for the 12th most in NBA history. Fifth most among active players. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. I think you know where I stand on COVID and getting vaccinated without getting into all the gory details that bring out the worst in people. But watching Kyrie Irving sit courtside at a game, maskless. Now, he's, 
that's okay to do, but it just it seems ludicrous that he can't play in a game, but he can sit and watch a game. And I don't know if there's any pressure that's put on the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, that he changes this. It's still Kyrie's choice to not get vaccinated, but it just seems it seems you know hypocritical with some of this. You know, should I do I think Kyrie should be vaccinated? Yes, in my opinion, yes, I do. But I look at this and it's like, come on, this looks silly. And I I don't know who the rule is helping that if Kyrie can go to a game but he can't play in a game, uh, and where we're, where we're, where are we going with this? Yeah, see. Yeah, just the visual is it, 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 yeah. so odd. Yes. Like that guy can't walk like three feet over and put on a uniform and play, but he can sit there and watch the game. No. I don't want to say it's unfair to Kyrie, but it's it's pretty close to it. No. Um uh, and having been in New York this weekend, went to see a Broadway show, you know, you gotta wear a mask during the Broadway show. Nobody likes it. There's nobody who goes, yes, I get to put on the mask. It's you go to the show and this is what you have to do. You get on a plane, this is what you have to do. Don't always, you know, it's uncomfortable, you don't like it. But the whole Kyrie thing, I mean, what are we doing? Yes, Don. What show was that that you went to Saturday night? You're ready to go, aren't you? <laughs> I put my dukes up. Putting up my dukes. I went to see Utopia, David Byrne of oh, Talking Heads. And uh, it was great. It's like his life story or like no. the tribute to his music? I don't Why don't know you Google it, it and then maybe we could talk, Todd. <laughs> I guess. You don't like really that Really stormy music? weather that you had to go through to get into that David Byrne show. Yeah. It was worth it. All right, as long as it was worth it. You don't like that music, Talking Heads? There's a couple of songs that are okay. I don't like that same as it ever was thing. It's too weird for me. I can't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then when he does the weird gyrations where it looks like he may be having a stroke or something on uh, stage, that's just bizarre to me. I don't know. Okay. But I don't have great taste in music. We all, uh, we all know that. Okay. It was great. And uh, the band, his, his band is unbelievable. Did you ask yourself what were you doing there Thank with you. your beautiful <laughs> wife before you went home to your beautiful house? You've been waiting. I really was. Yeah. <laughs> kind of jotted it down a little index card by my left. What am I doing at this show? <laughs> With my beautiful wife? But I got to go home to my beautiful house. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. Okay. I'm done for now. Todd sounds like a psycho killer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Kids say, get yeah. it? Yeah, a little uh, lyric there. Yeah. Those Broadway tickets are expensive. Same as they've ever been, I guess. Mm. Nah, that was a reach. Lame as it ever was. That's you. Lame as it ever was. <laughs> yes, Paulie. I cannot imagine Todd by choice going to a Broadway musical or play in his lifetime. I've been to many of them. Like especially when I was a kid, I went to Annie and Peter Pan and You went Greece with your mommy? And all that stuff. I went with my whole family. Mommy. Did you come with mommy? I did. She got me snacks and everything. Hey, mommy. Date night? I got like little candy bars, yeah. little licorice dots or whatever they got there. Yeah, okay. Did you get some snow caps there, Mom? Yeah, snow caps I usually got at the movie theater. I try to go, I try to upgrade when you go to the Broadway show. That's when you get like the Twizzlers. Hey, Mommy. She hold your hand walking in? Mm, 
not walking in, walking out. If I was emotionally traumatized by like you know when like pirates of Penzance. Sometimes, <laughs> no, sometimes there's people on strings that are flying you, all over the. You went from mommy to marriage. You know that. I kind of did. <laughs> there was no time in between. But when Sandy Duncan's flying overhead, it's a little scary. It's like mommy marriage. Yeah. By the way, Marvin, well done with the uh, Tom Brady Buccaneers creamsicle sweatshirt today. I like it. Oh, thank you. I thought I would never be able to wear it again, but thanks, Tom. You were going to retire it. Um, Do you think Brady looked at this and he probably said, man, they're going to have the creamsicles? And then all of a sudden he wears it at home, says, Giselle, how do do I look in this? I'll never be able to play in the creamsicle uniform. How do I look? Yes, Paul. Would it be fantastic if he deadpan said that that was the the, the, tip, the tipping point? Yeah. Uh, I just uh, really saw myself in creamsicle one day. Yes, I couldn't go my whole career without playing in creamsicle. He's a fashion guy. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Albert Breer on the future of Deshaun Watson. That's coming up next. What do U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science have in common? They all rank Simply Safe Home Security as the best home security of 2021. In fact, U.S. News just named Simply Safe best home security of 2022. Yeah. How about that? Simply Safe protects your whole home round the clock, every door, every window, every room, backed by the best 24 7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs comprehensive set of sensors cameras including all new wireless outdoor security camera and you're going to know what's going on inside and outside your home simply safe is less than a dollar a day so you can set it up in around 30 minutes or less and it's always simple to use no long-term contracts no hidden fees try it for 60 days risk-free if you don't like it send it back free of charge customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes it's simply safe dan Com. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Discover the unknown origin of America's wildest feud. I'm not talking about Kanye West and Pete Davidson. I'm talking about uh, John Cameron Mitchell and Kate McKinnon. They star in the new Peacock original, Joe versus Carol, streaming now only on Peacock. Do you guys follow that Twitter exchange between Kanye West and Pete Davidson? (laughs) Can you summarize it, uh, Seton? Uh, I think it was like a series of text messages that they had sent back and forth, but essentially at one point Kanye West says, where are you right now? And Pete Davidson says, in bed with your wife. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. Scoreboard. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. Because, you know, uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are in the middle of getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was a hammer. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> and then Kanye's praying to God while he's tweeting. and well, Kanye's like, oh, it's so good. I'm glad you're, oh, what, did you just get out of rehab? Yeah. And he was like taking all these things, you know, shots at Pete Davidson, who then says, well, you know, getting help is a good thing. Maybe you should try it sometime. <laughs> it's all very petty. Uh, <laughs> Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist, the Monday morning quarterback. I don't, there's no better, you know, easier way to segue in, uh, Albert, unless you have something on Kanye West and I, Pete Davidson. No, I mean, like, I'm so out of the loop with Kanye West. I remember, I think it was at a basketball game um, a couple months ago. 
there were pictures of Antonio Brown that came up and Kanye had that mask over him or whatever, like where it was just like, looked like, I don't know, he looked like a mime or something, you know? And like immediately everybody's like, Oh, AB's with Kanye. I'm like, how do you know that's Kanye? So like, I'm really, really out of the loop with Kanye West, but that's a hell of a comeback from Pete Davidson. I don't know how you respond to that one. But also, didn't A.B. and Kanye express interest in buying the Denver Broncos? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we'll see how that goes for him. I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that's going to work. If I'm Kanye, I don't attach Antonio Brown to the possibility. Probably not the, probably not the way to go. <laughs> like you might John Elway, Peyton Manning. You might want to get those people in on it, in on it as investors. You know, Antonio Brown, maybe not. More surprised Tom Brady unretired or that he retired in the first place? Um, I would say more surprised that he'd retired in the first place. And, you know, I, I really think, Dan, like now, like kind of like getting a global look at this, um, you know, I think either he was forced into making a decision back in January or he wanted it to look forced to buy himself more time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like either the news came in, coming out when Je- Adam and Jeff had it, right? Forced him to sort of push that thing along faster than he wanted to push it along. Or, and that's just a conspiracy theory of mine, he wanted it to look forced. He wanted it to look like he was pushed into it. So people would leave him alone for five or six weeks. And then he could actually sort of let the rest of it play out. So, you know, like that number 45 has been a magic number for him for a while. It's not an arbitrary number. It's a number he and Tom House, his throwing coach, had come up with a long time ago because that's how long Nolan Ryan pitched, and he believed he could make it to 45. I don't think his love for football has waned. I don't think that he thinks that he's lost much off his fastball. Um, And I think as much as anything else, Dan, this came down to where he was going to play, what team he was going to play for in 2022, but I don't know that like he ever fully detached from the idea of playing, even when he announced his retirement and like he left breadcrumbs all over the freaking place. I mean, it was like what five days after he announced his retirement that he's telling Jim gray, ah, who knows? You know what I mean? Like you never say never. And that's not the things, those aren't the things you say if you've really kind of come to peace with the idea that you're walking away from football. But you think it's just Tampa, that that there's no chance that he's – because they're making moves now that they might not have made yeah. if Blaine Gabbert no. was going to be the quarterback here. You think that if Tom's playing, it's Tampa and no chance with the 49ers? I mean, I think that he had an interest in the 49ers. I also think the 49ers, you know, had an interest in him. Um, I think maybe this is more with him coming to peace with the fact that the Bucks weren't going to let him go anywhere, you know? And that doesn't mean he didn't want to play for the Bucs, but, you know, I think, like, I think the timing of this, you know, obviously is to set up with the beginning of the league year. The Bucs have a boatload of free agents. Now, they took care of Ryan Jensen last night, but that's just the start. I mean, Alex Kappa, Jason Pierre-Paul, Rob Gronkowski, Carlton Davis. Um, you can go right on down the line. Leonard Fournette. There are a ton of guys that are free agents. And Dominican Sue. So, you know, I think Brady knew that if he was going to make a decision and if the Bucs were going to hold him to his contract and his option to play in 2022 was going to be in Tampa and nowhere else, he had to make this decision now. So some of those free agents 
would know the landscape and then maybe make the decision to come back based on the fact that he's there. Whereas if he's not there and you're, say, like an Alex Kappa or a Carlton Davis or one of these guys who's looking for his first real big payday as an NFL player, you're probably just going to go to the highest bidder. We're talking Albert Breer. You can read the Monday Morning Quarterback. He's a senior NFL reporter. Deshaun Watson, with what happened mm-hmm. on Friday and then what could happen tomorrow, uh, what's his future, immediate future, or this season in the NFL? I think like from the league standpoint, we still don't have full clarity on that because they still could levy a suspension. Now, you know, I've heard the argument is that time served. You know, he spent a year not playing. Um, you know, he was paid during that year. So, like, I think that there is a little bit of gray area there. But I do think that there's a, a good amount of teams that are comfortable with where this is right now after the grand jury made its decision um, not to move forward with with criminal charges. Um, and I can tell you this, too, Dan. There are a handful of teams. I mean, every team that's had an interest in him, Right has had its security people on this. And those security people, for people who don't know, that's ex-law enforcement that these teams employ. Um, those people have been following this for the last year. So it's not like teams just started doing homework. I'm also told that a smaller number of teams had private investigators they employed on the ground in Houston over the last year. So there are a couple teams there that are hitting the ground running now, that know everything about this case and that are well aware of where the civil cases stand. Um, they have their own opinions on how all that went down. And I mean, I think you can see with the aggression of teams like the Saints and the Panthers that like, not only is this, you know, not only is that interest there because he's a 26 year old franchise quarterback who led the league in passing in 2022 or in 2020, who is under contract for the next four years, which is about as valuable a commodity as, as there is in, in, in pro football. They've also come to a comfort level with the off-field stuff. And that's not to minimize any of the stuff that Deshaun was accused of, but there are a lot of teams that have done a lot of homework on this. And, and I think you can see which ones are in a good place as far as you know, having their owners, which is an important piece of this, on board with making a run at Deshaun Watson. But is this one fell swoop, a big, big check that he's going to have to write for these women? Assuming I think there's a, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a chance that happens now. You know, my understanding was a while back, there was like, you know, an affordable settlement offer made to Deshaun Watson that he walked away from. At one point, I know he had resolved to, you know, tr- you know, let these things play out and try to prove his innocence. Now, like, do I think he's still thinking that way when he's so close to going to a new team when maybe that new team says, before we trade for you, we need you to settle all of your, 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 your lawsuits. Yeah. I think it's possible that, you know, that, that however a trade goes down, it leads to the settlement of these lawsuits Um, because, you know, I think Deshaun Watson probably wants to move on right now. Um, You know, but like, I think there've been opportunities to do that, to settle all of these, over the last year and Watson has been resistant to that. So I don't know that it's a slam dunk that he necessarily does it. I think if it makes sense for him and helps him move on from a football standpoint, maybe he would. Saints, Panthers, and they at the head of the class here for Deshaun Watson, anybody else you throw in there? Saints, Panthers, Cleveland. I've been mentioning them for for a year on Deshaun. I know, I know. I really think, 
Cleveland wants to take a swing here because if you look at their roster, again, a lot of guys in the, the heart of the prime of their careers. Um, I think Philly, you know, I think Philly is another team that, that, that everybody should just at least keep an eye on Seattle. They take a swing. Um, the Panthers, I think have been, you know, clearly the most aggressive team over the last year. They made an offer to the Texans um, before the, before the lawsuits were filed last year. So they were involved before all of that. Um, you know, and then the Saints, you know, even when Sean Payton was there, they were at least sniffing around and keeping an eye on it. So those are the five teams that sort of stick out to me. And, you know, I think the other the other interesting thing about this is, you know, Texans GM Nick Casario took a lot of slings and arrows for not trading him, you know, in March and in April, and then again in the summer, and then again before the trade deadline. It looks like being patient and letting this thing play out could pay off in a spectacular way for Casario. Um, you know, last year before the lawsuits were filed, I can tell you this, Dan, at one point, like, like I know he had, you know, offers of three first round picks. Now at that point he was resolved to keeping Watson on his roster, right? The lawsuits made him, you know, soften his stance on that. But the fact that he could get back to where the te the Texans were, you know, from a capital standpoint, um, in January and February of last year, when they were unwilling to trade for him, I think shows you that the, the patience that Casario showed over the course of the last year probably is about to pay off. Devontae Adams says he's not going to play for the franchise tag in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I, we still don't know the, the, the real structure of Aaron Rodgers' yeah. contract here. Um, I, I don't know if that factors in if Aaron is able to structure a deal that is going to include Devontae Adams as yeah. you know, a guy more than just on a franchise tag. Yeah, I think it's like there's only so much you can do from a contractual standpoint to create space. And I think Aaron Rodgers will do as much as he can um, whenever that new contract is signed, will do as much as he can to create space for the Packers. Doesn't mean he's going to take less cash, but, um, you know, like I, I think he'll do as much as he can. And the Packers are going to do what the Buccaneers did um, over the last couple of years and mortgaging deals, put tacking phony years on the back of contracts and creating like a two to three year window in which they can win. And so I think they're going to be able to create the sort of space they're going to need to do Devonte Adams. What's tricky about Devonte Adams contract. This is a little bit like back in the day when Calvin Johnson's contract was a real outlier. There's a contract out there. That's a real outlier at receiver now too. And that's the one that Deandre Hopkins did in Arizona, which on paper is a $27 million per year deal. But if you look at the structure of it, it isn't really that. So the question is, you know, does Devontae Adams look more at where the market has been, which is around 20, 21, $22 million, and he's okay with that? Or is he shooting to get where Hopkins got? And I think, you know, I think, you know, over time, cooler heads will prevail and, you know, they'll find a middle ground and Devontae Adams will get taken care of because he's so important to Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But this is a more complicated negotiation than I think a lot of people realize because there is that big outlier contract at that position. If there's a uh, business of football Hall of Fame, Kirk Cousins is the first ballot <laughs> member of that. Uh, Darrell Revis would be in there as well. Kirk Cousins. Don't forget Chase Daniel. Oh, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins has a 500 record as a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He's 59-59 and two. He's made $231 million with very little to show for 
as far as playoffs, big time victories there. It felt like the Vikings were stuck here. You got a new yeah. new coach and a new GM, but you're sticking with Kirk Cousins. Why? Well, and that's well. I mean, for one thing, let's let's start here. I mean, I mean, I think anybody who's been part of a contract negotiation had a contract negotiated for them. I've been there. I know you've been there. Dan knows. Like, it's really about leverage, not how good you are. You know, in almost all contract negotiations, that's where it is. Now, how good you are is part of it. You know, but that that that's only works to create leverage. And so like, you know, Kirk is unique in that he was willing to play on consecutive franchise tags that made him a free agent. Quarterbacks never become free agents. That's why he is where he is. Here's what I would say about the Vikings decision-making on it and why I don't hate it. Guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen don't fall out of the sky. And like, would we have, would we have criticized Andy Reid nine years ago in the current environment for trading for Alex Smith when he got to Kansas city? Andy Reid that year looked at the draft, right, and saw EJ Manuel and Geno Smith and Matt Barkley and said, you know what, hell with that. Like, let's go get an established guy so we can compete right away. And Alex Smith was his quarterback there for five years. And you know what Alex Smith did? Alex Smith bought him time to find Patrick Mahomes and bought him time to build it up. So when they went and found the guy that they really loved, stuck their neck out to go get him, that guy was entering into a situation that was already built up and ready to go. And that's why, what I think the Vikings are doing with Kirk Cousins. It's we have a quarterback we can win with now. The head coach, Kevin O'Connell, worked with him in Washington. And we can continue to build the team up and we can be patient and wait for the guy that we really love at quarterback and win with Kirk in the time being. And then whenever we find that guy down the line, if we can go get him, we'll be able to put him in a situation that's already built up around him. And so I think the Kansas city example, both with like Minnesota and and Kirk cousins, like Vegas and Derek Carr, I think the Kansas, how Kansas city did it with Alex Smith can be instructive to everybody because it shows you can do, you can serve both masters. You can get good at the position and stay good at the position and use it as a vehicle to eventually become great. Albert, great to talk to you as always. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. That's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist, the Monday morning quarterback. We will give you our best and worst of the weekend and more of your phone calls coming up right after this. Good quality sleep is important, but so is getting enough quality sleep. Sleep duration is how long you've slept compared to your sleep goal, which should be between seven and nine hours as recommended by sleep experts. Now, there's a lot of things that'll help you get a good night's sleep. Avoid large meals, heavy snacks before you sleep. As far as alcohol intake, record how long you've slept. Also, it helps having the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. That will track the total time you sleep and the percentage of your sleep that is restful. Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed get about 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. That means you get to do a lot of great things. Spend more quality time with the family. Reconnect with nature. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because every great day starts with a great night before. Save up to $600 on the Sleep Number 360 smart beds. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. I like to call it Merch Madness. Buy a shirt and uh, you'll get uh, 50% off any other shirt. The uh, Pie Slamma Jamma, one of our favorites there. Go to danpatrick.com. I saw the uh, graphic under Jordan Bohannon. He hit the game-winning shot for Iowa. Oh, no. And did you see the graphic? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Bohannon makes a game-winning. <laughs> it's not... It, they they got the S and the H and the T correct. They just didn't have the O in there for shot. It's the vowel before. Yes, it comes before O. A E I I instead of an O. Yes, Paulie. Oh, I thought the mistake was having makes instead of takes. I didn't realize the back half. This. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they should have put takes. Takes game winning. <laughs> we all have. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That graphics guy's got it. That's, I, a, that's a tough one. I, I mean, Dylan, our graphics guy, I would expect him to make a mistake like that. But but not this person. This is probably, is this local news that they put up uh, the press conference there for Iowa? Yeah, yeah well. and here's the problem. If you look at your keyboard, the I and the O are right next to each other. Oh. Believe me, I've typed that oh. word before and it got oh. the I and the O mixed up. All righty. Best and worst of the weekend. Todd? Best and worst. Best of the weekend, led by Hunter Couture's career-high 31. Virginia Tech beats Duke in the ACC Conference Final Saturday night. Hokies' first league championship became the lowest seed ever to win the ACC title. Nice job by Couture and the Hokies. Worst, also on Saturday night, a heckling fan brought four-time Grand Slam champ Naomi Osaka to tears at Indian Wells. She spoke with the crowd after losing 6-0, 6-4, appreciating those that did support her. Of course, Venus and Serena and that same venue about 20 years ago had also been heckled. Uh, Seton O'Connor, best and worst. Uh, my best, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce finally burying the hatchet. Oh, no. All is well. Yeah. They're hu- hugging it out. Why did it take this long for KG to, to you know, welcome Ray in, in, you know, with open arms? I don't know, but it was just like a week ago or two weeks ago that they were ready to, like... Well, at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even talk to him. Right. They all ignored each other. Yeah. Like, that's kind of lame. Silly. Uh, my even more bester, though, Bismack Biombo. Uh, donating his entire salary for this year to build a hospital in honor of his dad. That's pretty cool. Yep, saw that too. Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, see, and took my best, the most dramatic one title team ever. Finally uh, reconciled the 08 Celtics. Ray went to uh, KG's retirement ceremony. And uh, worse, the Grizzlies and the Thunder both coming out with white uniforms. Did no one talk <laughs> before the game? Uh Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, let's see. I was watching Lakers Suns last night. JaVale McGee, if you've never watched JaVale McGee, the center for the Suns play before, he looks like he could either average uh, 25, 12, <laughs> and five blocks on any given night or seven turnovers and three technicals. He's a fascinating player to watch. The other one was uh, the Iowa Indiana game the other day. It was very refreshing to see sophomore stars. Keegan Murray of Iowa, he's unbelievable, 32 yeah. points. Tracy Jackson Davis, 31 points without taking a three, actually playing inside. Fun game. The Suns posted a season-high 140 points, blowing out the Lakers 140 to uh, 111. 
All right, uh, some more phone calls here. Jeremy in Virginia. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind today? Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, DP. First time, long time. Six foot 240. I'm um, calling in with uh, two bests this time. I'm with Fritzy. He beat me to it. My Virginia Tech Hokies winning the ACC, uh, starting with that buzzer beater against Clemson. Uh, and then my other best of the weekend today actually happens to be my wife's due date for our first expected child. Was wondering if you had any uh, advice for us as we get close to kickoff. Now, is this going to be a C-section or you're going in and let nature take its course? So uh, we're we're letting nature take its course. Today's the the due date, but it's kind of a kind of wait and see moment as we are right now. And and, uh, boy or girl, do you know? Uh, It's going to be a boy. Okay. What's your last name? (laughs) Last name is Rudolph. Rudolph. Okay. Like the reindeer. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. All right. What are some of the suggestions that you have? Well, just, uh, you know, uh, as, as, as useless as I feel in the process, uh, basically, how, how do I seem like I'm helping out? No, when, no. When, the, when game name, day arrives? Name-wise. What, what are suggestions? Oh, name-wise. Uh, you know, I don't know. We, we got a few leaders in the clubhouse. We're going to wait to take a good look at them before we, before we plan a full name on them. Okay, you can't leave the hospital without naming your son, just to let you know. <laughs> so, so, so they've told us. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, well, how about this? So you, you have a suggestion for us? Goes, goes well with Rudolph? Yeah, Paulie. Don't go with a name that's a theme. Like, Rudolph, you already got that red-nosed reindeer thing your whole life you had to deal with. Don't give a name like Nicholas Rudolph to enhance the theme. Mm. Distance yourself. He hung up. Maybe she's ready to go now. I think in this case, you just go with a family name. Yeah. Or you could go Kyle Rudolph if you wanted, you know, yeah. a little tribute to the title. We didn't ask if that was Kyle, so. Yeah. He hung up, so I don't, I don't know. Hopefully he's still listening. Um, just be patient. Be patient. Be understanding. And it's not about you. That it's all about your wife. That's the approach. And uh, if, if you have to breathe then breathe, even though it didn't help me and the four kids that I have. All it did is make me lightheaded. Like you're going, and then all of a sudden I go, I got to sit down. Somebody get Dan some ice chips, please. No, they got me orange juice. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we need somebody in here right now. Somebody is uh, ready to pass out. And I'm like, I'm in a rocker. I'm like, oh, my God. If you got to give her jello uh, cubes, then do that. Whatever it is. And whatever she says, agree with her. <laughs> Trust me, because you could get your head bit off. Yeah, Paul. I, I remember you had to be careful with your tenses and your words. My wife was uh, obviously complaining about the discomfort and pain. And I think I said something like, we're going to be okay. She goes, we? No, no. She actually turned her head and gave me the we. We. Yeah. Mm. Don't use we. Yes. And if you get the epidural, make sure you decide to get the epidural right away. Don't wait until my wife did. And 15 minutes before my daughter was born, she goes, I think I want the epidural. And I had to tell her, I said, hun, you're not going to get the epidural. You can't get it. And just the look on her face was like, oh, my God. I should have let somebody else deliver the news. But, you know, I wanted to be the comforting, you know, you, you, you're not going to be able to get the epidural, hun. What? You're not going to be able to get the epidural. What? Could somebody tell her she's not going to be able to get the epidural? I can't do it again. Yes, Eden. We had a doula 
at ours, which is basically like a, I don't know the proper way to describe what they do, but they kind of help through the process. And she essentially spent the whole time sleeping out in the waiting room while me and my wife were like, okay, babe, you got this. No idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah. My wife had a midwife there helping. And that woman did not like me at all. Final hour coming up. One more item as we close out hour two. It's Butcher Box. We're going to get our shipment, I think, today or tomorrow. And it's a big day because Tyler, who makes all of our meals, he gets to open up the box. It's a big deal for him. But when you open up that box, now this is a subscription service that takes the guest work out of finding high quality meat. And they source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. You would expect that on this program. Meal prep is difficult, but Butcher Box makes it so easy. They ship curated selections of high quality meats right to your home. Free shipping for the continental United States. No antibiotics, added hormones. Each box contains between 8 and 14 pounds of meat. So depending on the box you choose, that's enough for 24 individual meals. Customize the box or go with one of theirs. Your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right, ButcherBox giving new members free ground beef for life. ButcherBox.com slash Patrick. Make sure you sign up and claim that deal.